0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
1: Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want, it's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. Alabama wins! What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to a playoff edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Boy, have we got a treat for you. We spend time tonight with mike fitzpatrick with the michigan man podcast and we have a tremendous conversation uh, he gives us a great rundown of michigan position groups matchups uh, it's truly a great conversation spoiler uh, i am on his show uh, the michigan man podcast so go check that out as well And uh, we do a very similar, uh, sort of a home and home, right? Uh, He uh, comes on our show, talks about Michigan. I go on their show, talk about uh, Alabama. And so give this a listen. You're going to find out that Mike is a phenomenal individual a great uh michigan fan and uh and then he has a phenomenal podcast as well and uh we had an opportunity to be a guest there so go check that out all right but enough of selling another show you're here to listen to this show so let's kick it to the interview go all right welcome back alabama fans and have we got a treat for you we've got mike fitzpatrick with the michigan man podcast mike how you doing this evening
0: Dave, I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to uh, join you and talk about this uh, this great game coming
1: up. Man, we have a lot to, uh, lot to talk about. We certainly appreciate you coming on. Hey, let's start, you know, let's take care of housekeeping a little bit off the field. Uh, this has not been a drama-free season for Michigan, but here the Wolverines sit, uh, ranked number one in the playoffs. What are your thoughts, uh, perhaps maybe an interesting wrinkle that you've been exposed to relative to the sign-stealing storyline?
0: You know, I don't have really any uh, inside information, uh, but it has impacted the season, Um, you know, at the end of the season, beginning of the season, Jim was out for, you know, three games and three at the end. I don't think we know. I mean, you can't get anything from anyone inside the athletic administration or the team at Michigan because they can't talk about it uh, because it's an ongoing NCAA investigation. But, uh, you know, from what we know, uh, we we all know the same thing about Connor Stallions and uh, his vast network, as they're saying, uh, scouting games in person, filming them. I guess the question now is, did any of that information make its way back to anyone on the coaching staff? Was it used in um, game preparation? I don't think anyone's going to know anything about that until the NCAA, uh, you know, is done with the investigation. So, um, Really, that's all that I know. And it really has impacted the team. You've had the NCAA in the last three weeks questioning players, you know, asking questions. And I think from if I know one thing, it's that that's what the crux of what the NCAA is trying to get to right now. Did the players know? Did any of the coaches know uh, when they were doing um, scouting and pregame for any opponents? Was any of that information used? And I don't know what the players are saying. I don't know anything about that, but it has it has impacted. Uh, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing during a season you don't want your time being, you right. know, pulled pulled aside. You're getting ready for Purdue. You're getting ready for Ohio State, and you have the NCAA in asking you questions. So I know what the public perception is, but I think I'm in wait and see mode. Let's see if yeah. if Michigan dropped the ball on this. We know with the new NCAA rules that came into effect in January that the coach is responsible for everything that goes on in the program, even if he didn't know. So it is going to be uh, interesting to see when it all comes out in the wash.
1: I agree. I agree. Wait and see. Hey, the media doesn't have time for patience, right? But I agree. That's, no. uh that's that's how you get to sort of the 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 true uh, root of the story. Let's talk about uh, Jim Harbaugh just a little bit. Uh, he's he's something of an interesting dude, maybe polarizing. What do Michigan fans make of him?
0: I think for the most part, Michigan fans really love Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I mean, he's a little bit quirky, a little bit different. Uh, you know, his press conferences are, um, you know, get a lot out of his press conferences. He's an entertaining guy, but I think if you ask most Michigan fans. Um, the first five or six years, they might have not said this, uh, that he was the guy to turn the program around or get it back on track. But now they realize he is that guy. And yeah, does he grate on people's nerves? Uh, yeah, he does. I mean, administration, not everyone's in love with the guy. He's a different kind of cat. And uh, But the bottom line is he solidified the program. The players love playing for him. And I think Jim Harbaugh is a good guy. He does it the right way, despite what's going on. <laughs> this whole NCAA thing, that would be his reputation. So I know I'm blathering on here, but yeah, Michigan fans are, are, are very happy with Jim Harbaugh, despite everything that's gone on, especially recently.
1: He is surrounded by NFL talk, and some of that maybe he cultivates a little bit. How long do you think Jim stays at Michigan?
0: Well, that's a really good question. I mean, we knew coming in, that's uh, one of the things that all the beat writers, everyone that covered Michigan knew. They said, that's going to be there every year. NFL talk is something that's going to be there. So you better get used to it. And my thoughts are with the contract negotiation going on. Now, Jim is uh, going to be 59 years old. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I mean, he's from Ann Arbor. His kids are in school. His wife loves it in Ann Arbor. So I think he's sort of at that age where, you know, you've got six, seven, eight years left, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that he'd like to stay there. But if administration, if he has issues with administration not supporting him and what's going on with the NCAA, I could see him, you know, saying, I'm going to take one more shot, one more shot at the NFL, But he's at that age. I don't know. NFL coaches are pretty darn young these days. Seems like they're getting younger, younger. Is is there a GM or an owner out there that wants to, uh, you know, take a flyer on a gym with all of the baggage? I don't know. So my gut, my gut is he's going to stay. I think uh, the contract negotiations are setting up for that, too.
1: No, I think that's interesting. I think you make a good point, you know, with his age, uh, being a coach, college or pro, it feels like maybe he's got one run in him, right? One more sort of, mm-hmm. you know, set of, uh, you know, run that he can make. And so he can he can continue to persist there at Michigan, uh, probably have tremendous success uh, or, you know, make a run at the NFL. And it, it looks like maybe there's a one or two-year window where maybe he needs to, you know, make that make that decision. And I think he's great for college football. So I root for him to stay Uh, in Michigan, but uh, that'll be certainly uh, an interesting storyline to watch develop.
0: Yeah. And the other thing to to, to think about, Dave, is when you're 58 or 59 years old, if you're going to go back to the NFL, usually it's because the team is just flat out hit the bottom. They want to start all over again. And then you wonder Mm -hmm. to yourself, well, at 58 or 59 years old, that's a rebuild. How long is that going to take? Do you really want to do that Mm -hmm. when you have your program where you want it to be, and it's set up for. You know, there might be a, a little rebuild here in the next year or two, but it's still set up for success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Well, let's take it to the field and uh, let's talk about Field General uh, J.J. McCarthy. He's a veteran quarterback. I get the i my impression. I get the impression that he's not asked to do a whole lot, but wow, is he effective? Seventy four percent completion percentage, nineteen touchdowns. Uh, on the season, what can Alabama fans expect from JJ uh, when we match up here in a couple of weeks?
0: Well, I think what Alabama fans uh, can expect is maybe a, a a little more from JJ McCarthy. You're right; he does what he's asked to do. He's he fits the Michigan mold exactly the way Jim wants him to be. He's I wouldn't say he's a game manager. He's a, he's a very talented quarterback. But you know, when you can run the ball effectively 25, 30 times. Uh, in a row, then he's okay with that. I mean, I think he's a very team oriented guy and he wants to do whatever it takes to win and he will sacrifice the the statistics. It's not about him. It's about the team. That's what I would say about JJ. But for Alabama fans, I think you're going to have to see uh, more JJ's legs. Haven't really needed to see that a lot of the games this year. So I think they, they need to run him more and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe throw the ball more. I mean, I know that we're going to have to throw the ball more. So um, you're going to see more of JJ. Hey, it's it's time. You have to empty the playbook, and uh, this is it. Show it all.
1: Right. right. Let's talk about Blake uh, Blake Quorum. Uh, he's a true feature back. It it seems uh, he has nearly half of Michigan's carries, nearly half of their rushing yards. He's stout. You know, five eight, uh, but two fifteen. I love the bloodied nose. Uh, he seems like a football <laughs> p- football player's football player. Uh, talk about Blake's running style. What he brings to the team.
0: You know, great. He is Blake is just one of those guys. He is. He's really small in stature. You know, he's five nine, maybe five ten. He's built like a, a little brick wall. But I think what's uh, tough about him, he stays so low. He runs low, and he is he is a great cutter. I mean, he comes out of nowhere. And he's, uh, over the years, really developed physically where uh, his tackles after contact have gone up every year. So he is, and he's very underrated as a pass blocker too. Not that Michigan's lighting it up, throwing the ball, but he is a, he grades out every week as their best pass blocker uh, in the running back room. So he's very explosive too. Maybe not as explosive this year. I don't know if it's as a result of the, uh, the surgery last year, so we haven't seen the big runs uh, that we, we did last year, but he is still, as far as an intermediate back, he's tough to bring down and he always gets extra yards after contact. So he he's, a, he's a, just a great runner.
1: Donovan Edwards is uh, second, sort of in the, I'll call it a rotation. Uh, what does he bring to the mix?
0: Well, he brings you as a great pass receiver out of the backfield. Uh, if you've watched Michigan this year, a lot of times, if we have two backs in the game, a lot of times either he's going in motion or he's slotted because I think the Michigan coaching staff would tell you he, he could be a receiver. If they decided or he decided I'd like to be a receiver, he has that kind of ability. Um, he has not, he's not a great between the tackles kind of a runner. Um, he's good for two or three yards. Uh, last year he had a lot up the gut because that offensive line, Joe Moore award-winning line was it was a better line. I mean, that's just, uh, that's the way it was. Uh, He could get to the second level a lot cleaner last year, but you still want him in the game. I mean, he's capable uh, of breaking the big ones. He's a home run hitter, but yeah, most importantly, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which adds a dimension and something else for the defense to have to be concerned about.
1: Talk about the uh, wide receivers? Uh, I I was, uh, I was intrigued two of the top five pass catchers are wide receivers, two are tight ends and, and one's a running back. Uh, talk about the matchup opportunities that that can create for Michigan.
0: Well, if, if there's something where there's a vast differential, I think uh, between these two teams, it is the wide receiving core. Michigan's wide receiving core is uh, they're small for the most part. Roman Wilson, small guy, very fast. Uh, we don't have anyone that's a game breaker, whether it's a Cornelius Johnson or Roman uh, really not. So I don't know if it's a, I, I think that that it's not a mismatch. I mean, that favors Alabama uh, because we're an intermediate passing team that likes to go to the tight ends and the backside of the backfield more often. So with those two corners that uh, Bama has, I don't think we're going to be going over the top much. It's going to be a, a short passing game.
1: Tight ends, tight ends make me nervous. Saban has said multiple times over the years in press conferences that we don't run a defense that doesn't cover the tight end. Well, he's saying that in response to how did the tight end have such a big day? And he's had to say it so many times because it happens so consistently. So we kind of joke that maybe we do run a defense that doesn't cover the tight end. And the fact that two of your top receivers are tight ends, that kind of makes me nervous. Uh, uh, talk about uh talk about Loveland and uh Berner, just, just a little bit.
0: Yeah, and both of those guys are real Colston Loveland is a big time receiver. He's a guy that came in out of Idaho, you know, a three star guy out of Idaho, a long and lean. Now he's up around 250, 255 pounds, great hands, good blocker. He's not a great blocker yet, but he is a he's a mismatch problem for most linebackers. And if I know a lot of Bama fans haven't had a chance to see Michigan play this year. Same with us; uh, we don't get to see Bama play as much. But you'll see Colston Loveland also slotted out. He, you might even see him out wide sometimes because he has good wheels. They can do a lot with him. Um, AJ is uh, as, as far as a backup tight end, outstanding. Came over from Indiana um, this past year. Great blocker. Uh, you'll see Michigan run a lot of two uh, tight end sets because of that. Uh, if they can run, a lot of the reason is because those tight ends are are really helping out. But he's also a very, very good receiver. And we don't have, I don't think, many uh, favorable matchups in this game. I think uh, using our tight ends might be, an well, it has to be an advantage for Michigan, but I don't know. With those linebackers for uh, for Alabama, uh, they seem every time I've seen them play, they cover pretty well. So we'll see.
1: You mentioned the offensive line, uh, multi-time Joe Moore uh, award winner. It looks like it's stacked with seniors and graduates. Uh, How is this unit coming together with the injury to guard Zach uh, Zach Zinter?
0: Yeah, that is really a a good question and a big question because really, you know, the the injury to Zach uh, took place in the Ohio State game. So you had one week to sort of piece things together um, before the big 10 championship game. And um, that was an ugly game against Iowa. I mean, there wasn't a lot of running room there. It, it's very interesting. Uh, we've had to move. We moved Carson Barnhart from right tackle to a, uh, to right guard. And uh, you know, we've got Ladarius Henderson playing uh, left tackle now and who knows who's going to be at right tackle um, against Alabama. Um, uh, there's a lot of talent on that offensive line. I, I think Michigan fans this year, they seem really disappointed in the run production and sort of point the finger at that offensive line. We're not getting the push we have the last two years. I think maybe a lot of it's because we were spoiled the last two years. You have two Joe Moore award-winning guys with a lot of those guys playing on Sunday right now. Right. This is a good offensive line. Is it a great offensive line? No. When you lose a consensus two-time All-American like Zach Zinter, yeah, you like to say next man up. That's what every coach says. But in in reality, that's not always what you get. So this offensive line is good. It's not a great offensive line. I mean, statistically, if you look at them uh, this year, they rank up there with the running game is a very, very good running game. But um, it's just not dominant like it's been the last two years.
1: You know, Mike, I think if you reached over to your shelf and pulled out that big book that says the history of Michigan football and you opened that up and you turned to just about any year uh, and started looking at at the defense, I get the impression that this year's defense is going gonna, is, is gonna to correspond well to that. The top three tacklers are all linebackers. Uh, there's an aggressive uh, end rusher. And there's an accomplished defensive back, probably the best uh, that we've uh, singular sort of individual uh, DB that we've faced all season. That seems like talent at all three levels, uh, skill contribution at all three levels. That seems to be a textbook that any coach would want uh, in their in their defense. But certainly, uh, almost a, a hallmark of what Michigan defenses have been talked about. Talk about uh, the relative strengths of this Michigan squad.
0: Well, this defense, I don't know that it's. I'm sure it's not the most talented Michigan defense uh, that we've seen uh, in the last 30 or 40 years, but I think it's it's a very deep defense, especially up front in the trenches where you have a lot of size and and you can uh, rotate a lot of guys. I mean, uh, nose tackles, uh, Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant, both very talented guys. Um, The edge guys, Jalen Harrell, uh, Braden McGregor, Derek Moore, Josiah Stewart, You'll see, just they just rotate in and out at the edges, May, maybe not Aiden Hutchinson type uh, edge guys, but they get a lot of pressure, uh, not a lot of sacks. Uh, the secondary is good, and well, let me go to the linebacking core. Linebacking core has been just outstanding this year with the junior Colson, as you mentioned, Michael Barrett, a guy that doesn't get you know a lot of credit, just seems to always be where he is supposed to be on the field, um, just outstanding. And then the secondary, there's a lot of talent back in the secondary. And, and, you know, of course, uh, you mentioned Will Johnson. uh, But you've got, uh, you know, Josh Wallace, who's a a veteran. Makari Page, Keyon Sabra, Rod Moore. Uh, You'll see a lot of rotation in that secondary, too. So the defense has been very good. Jesse Mitter has done an outstanding job as a defensive coordinator. Uh, Not many teams have been able to run the ball consistently. I would say we, in the Big Ten have not seen very many great passing attacks. So even though we think we have a good secondary, uh, we haven't really seen anyone that can really light it up like a a good SEC team or Pac-12 team. So um, what we know is we have a solid, fundamentally sound defense that has speed, that has size, and is where they're supposed to be on the football field
1: that's awesome. And uh hey, that's what you want, right? You want you want them lined up right and you want them reading the reads right and and uh fitting the right fits. Um you know, Mike, I think uh college football gives us some unique moments and and uh I've always found the 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 unique moment between, you know, now we're in the playoffs or when it was the BCS, whatever it is, sort of that elongated period uh when early December the matchups are announced. And you have sort of the whole of December to just sort of bask in our team mm. gets to go do really cool things. Yeah. Uh, and so that's always a fun moment to to be in. Uh, we have about 18 days before two, I just, I think inner circle legacy blue bloods face off Michigan and Alabama in a hallowed venue, uh, in the Rose bowl, uh, Michigan's favored. If Michigan is to win in advance, what needs to go right? That, uh, that January 1st day for the Wolverines.
0: Well, what would have to go right, I think if Michigan gets what they want out of this game is they're going to want to keep the ball. Some long time-consuming drives, probably going to have to throw a little more uh, than we have. But, you know, my thinking is after watching college football and covering it for 40-plus years is you don't morph into something on January 1st in the Rose Bowl that you haven't been, for the most part, uh, for those 12 games. So Michigan wants to run the football, sprinkle in the pass game. We might throw a few wrinkles in there. You might see a few more heavy sets, but that's the way it has to be. That's what got this team to January 1st against Alabama. They have to do that better than they have all year, more consistently, not turn the ball over. And then on defense, I think the defense is going to be fine. They're going to keep this offense in the game. But yeah, no turnovers, run the football and have a successful, smart passing game against this Alabama defense. Just can't make mistakes.
1: Absolutely. That's a good recipe. Mike Fitzpatrick with the Michigan Man podcast. Mike, we appreciate having you on. It's been a pleasure talking ball with you tonight.
0: David, it's uh, been a pleasure talking uh, about this huge matchup at the college, college football playoffs with you. We're all looking forward to it. Hope it's going to be a great game. I think it is going to be a great game, but once again, it's great to play the university of Alabama.
1: Absolutely. Well, we, en- we enjoy matching up, uh, matching up with Michigan. And so it should be a, uh, should be a great time. I wish you a little bit of luck, not, not, not too terribly much, but a little <laughs> bit of luck uh, on that day. That's the way it works, right?
0: That's right, Dave. I mean, uh, it's 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 like I tell every uh, everyone that uh, from the opposition that I interview each week. I hope you enjoyed the game, just not too much.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Same way, like Fantastic. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate you having you on. You have a great evening.
0: Thank you, Dave. It's been a pleasure. And uh, Merry Christmas mm-hmm. and Happy New Year to uh, all of your Bama listeners.
1: Fantastic. And we're back. What I tell you, that was a phenomenal interview. Mike's a great guy, and uh, the Michigan Man podcast is is a lot of fun. We enjoyed. Uh, talking ball with him and learning about uh, the uh, Michigan Wolverines who we're going to match up with here uh, coming up in a couple of weeks um, on January the 1st. Man, in the Rosewell tool, too. How how just phenomenal is that? Well, if you enjoyed that interview uh, and you want uh, some more of that conversation, or maybe the other side of that conversation, Mike was gracious enough to have me on to his show, uh, the Michigan Man Podcast. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to drop, but watch Twitter or X or drop me an email, and uh, we can share that information. But we have sort of the other half, if you will, of that conversation uh, over on his show, and that was a great time, too. We recorded both at the same time, sort of Tuesday evening, and uh, it was just a great opportunity to spend time. Uh, talking ball hey leave us a review on itunes or your podcast download sort of vehicle Uh, it helps people find us and so if you enjoy what what we're doing it's an easy way just to support uh, the show we greatly appreciate it Uh, we'll consider that your christmas gift to us and so that'll be great if there's any questions or comments or discussions that you want to engage relative to alabama football uh, don't hesitate to reach out alabama at gmail.com and in the meantime roll tide and merry christmas happy holidays but always roll tide thanks for listening to the alabama football podcast we love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show we encourage you to reach out And let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the Tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's spring like
0: in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on Earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opre ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.